When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, thanks for jumping in the DeLorean with me. That's right, heading back to the future today. The Heat on the verge of a grand final. The Windy's collapsing. The Wallabies have a Kiwi coach in their sights, late finishes, or is that early morning finishes at the tennis? And the Gabba rebuild is now being looked into. As I said, we're going back to the future. Stop me if you've heard those before. We have a stacked final day of summer breakfast. Ben Davis coming to you live from SENQ HQ here in the Fortitude Valley. A very good morning to to you, whether you're on air, 1693 AM here in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast online or on your phone, the number is the same, 131355. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is there for you. You can text as well, 0467 736 736. Up prizes galore today and a big one too for Friday. Let you in on that very shortly because we do have a stack to get through. The big grab... The big bash qualifier, easy for me to say, between the Heat and Sixers tonight, sold out at Heritage Bank Stadium. What will they face on a pitch being used for the first time this summer? Yeah, we saw it yesterday. Um, it's as expected. Um, obviously, they probably dropped it in, I don't know, two weeks ago, I think. Um, not expecting to probably have any games here. So I think, you know, it looks pretty good. The outfield's amazing. Um, it's a great venue. So, yeah, it should be should be fine and hopefully uh, a good performance for us. Yeah, there we go. Nathan McSweeney speaking yesterday, the Heat captain. Uh, it has been in a little longer than two weeks. I'm going to take you down the M1 in half an hour and speak directly to the source. You will hear from the head curator at Carrara. What is the pitch going to do? What have they done to do and make it different the normal drop-in pitches. And the other thing, what factor will the weather play? Blue skies at the moment. How long will that last for, though? 80% chance of a thunderstorm today. Will that be the Gold Coast? Well, the Gold Coast always seems to cop it. Um, Here is one thing, though. If it is rained out tonight, the heat will automatically go through. And when I say go through, that means hosting the final at Carrara on Wednesday. If they don't get the result going their way. They're back on the Gold Coast Monday night. Uh, look, that that is tonight. This morning, Australia should wrap up the first test against the Windies. And when I say should, they will, but when? Will it be before lunch? Probably. The Calypso Kings were the Collapso Kings on day two. They lost four for 19. Josh Hazelwood, four for two in that period. Oh, wow. Big horse. How good is he going? Uh, they rallied, though, the Windies. Uh, six for 73. They need another 22 runs to make Australia bat again. Our coverage in just under two hours' time, eight o'clock, we'll head to Adelaide Oval for day three of the first test. So many stories coming out of yesterday, day two. Shamar Joseph, Pfeiffer. How good is this story? Regardless of how his team's going, this is starting to become one of the stories of the summer. Of course, Josh Hazelwood picking up uh, four and still going. Then there was Travis Head and a home century. 119 off 134 balls. Around the wicket to Head who climbs into this one and smashes 
smashes it through the covers for four. Roach again to head, who steers this one forward of square leg, off the back foot for four. Graves again, also wide on the crease. Head swings into this one, over cover, out towards the boundary, and it makes it. Graves in again, head on strike, and he pulls it high, and a mark all the way for six. Glorious shot. Motty Bowles, head, gets a full ball, driving through the offside. Out to the boundary for four. And for the second time, Travis Head gets a century in his own backyard here at Adelaide Oval. Oh, yeah, tons of fun from uh, Travis Head, our World Cup hero as well. But it was a rescue mission. He came in for Australia when they were three for 67. So the other big story, the one that has dominated headlines, occupied the airwaves, all your chats and the pubs and lounge rooms across Australia over the last week and a bit, Smith and Green. Not an accountancy firm, not a law firm. Smith and Green. The opener and the number four, our reshuffled deck, our reshuffled top order. They were out for 12 and 14. They lasted just 26 and 27 balls, respectively. Now, I'm not going to say it's failed. It's only one match. It's only one innings. But it hasn't worked, has it? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Of course, it is way too early to tell, but what's your gut telling you? I welcome your thoughts. We're going to get those of someone who's been there and done it before, moving up the order into opener, Simon Kadich after 7 o'clock. Uh, the Demon and Storm Hunter are the only Aussies, sadly, remaining at the Australian Open. Geez, we were flying a couple of days ago, but now there are just two left standing after, well, they went down swinging yesterday. The locals at Melbourne Park, Isla Tolomovic, uh, she went to three sets but couldn't get the job done. Tanasi, Tanasi Kokonakis. Uh, pushed Grigor Dimitrov, who we know is on fire, probably career best form, to four sets. He didn't lose any friends at all to Nasi yesterday. And then Max Purcell before that uh, pushed Casper Rude to five. So I tell you what, they're having a big dig, the Aussies. Brett Phillips will be along to preview the Demon and Storm Hunter today to talk about all the action last night. But I guess the biggest talking point out of Melbourne Park is another late night finish or early morning finish. What about this? Third seed, Daniil Medvedev. He came from two sets down to beat Emil Rusevori in a four-hour, 23-minute second-round match. That ended when the clock ticked 3.39 a.m. local time in Melbourne. Uh, what is it like? 3.40 in the morning. It's late. I, I, I honestly, guys, I would not be here. <laughs> was, thanks for staying. <laughs> if I would, uh, would, uh, would be a tennis fan and I would come, I would be at one, I would be like, okay, let's go home. We're going to catch the end of the match on the TV. We're going to watch 30 minutes and go to bed. So <laughs> I guess, uh, thanks, guys. So you are a strong, strong... Oh, they were hardy souls, weren't they, that hung around. Would that be you? Would you do that? Yeah, sticking it out. Even if it was one o'clock, pulling stumps, going home, would you last the 30 minutes? So Daniel Medvedev, good sport, but, geez, you can't be anything but at 3.40 in the morning. Uh, last night at Suncorp, let's bring it back closer to home. A bit of football action. In fact, there was football action here and abroad, but last night the roar, well, not much of a roar, a, a whimper, really, just that mid-season Death spiral continues, doesn't it? They were beaten 3-1. They had a red card against them at a soggy Suncorp. MacArthur broke a six-game winless streak 
to take down Brisbane 3-1. And then just after the full-time whistle blew there, the Socceroos were in action. They have qualified for the knockout stages of the Asian Cup, a 1-0 win over Syria. Jones. Boyle, that's better. Gets rid of two defenders. Martin Boyle. And still going. Here's Jackson Irvine. It's there for Australia. Jackson Irvine. Two goals in two games at the Asian Cup Finals. It was Martin Boyle who made it. And then Jackson Irvine's perseverance ensured that the ball trickled over the line. You would like to see the Socceroos put more in the back of the net against a team ranked in the 100s plus uh, on the world. It's Syria, the same against India. Uh, defensive strategies, parking the bus is something that they've had to encounter, that dour football. So they're warming into it. Graham Arnold's men, they've done exactly what they need to do, though, to make the knockout stages of the Asian Cup. We'll be following that with interest over the next week and a bit. And, of course, the biggest story here in Brisbane the never-ending story. It was the lead story on the news last night, dominated the papers as well. It's the Gabba rebuild and it's turned into a Gabba rethink. Here we go. More of your money being spent for the state government to tell you that they were right or they got it wrong. Premier yesterday admitted that they may have got it wrong in signing off on that complete knockdown and rebuild of the Gabba, now insisting that all options are back on the table. Lord Mayor Graham Quirk, or former Lord Mayor Graham Quirk, he'll lead that two-month, what is it, 60-day independent review of all the Olympic and Paralympic venues to making sure that you are getting bang for buck. You are getting value for your money. Your money that is going to be spent on Olympic venues. A review. Is this a good thing? Are you in favour of that? Did you want them to go back and let's look at the numbers again? Even though they've been telling us for the best part of a year that the numbers stack up and this is the best way, are you happy for them to be doing a review? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. And the next part of that question, will you accept the umpire's decision? And that's the big one. Because it's either going to find out that the government has been right all along and what they've been telling you, that the rebuild is the best bang for buck, the cheapest option, the best option. Well, not the cheapest option, but the best option. It's either going to confirm that or it's going to confirm that they've absolutely botched this from the start. Here's the state of play. Here's what we know. The now Premier Stephen Miles was the infrastructure minister two months ago, and he signed off on the $2.7 billion project saying, the advice I've received at the time, that this is the way to go. He said that there were several stages last year that he told his department, go out and find me new options. And the options that kept coming back weren't as good. That's what we know. For those who listen to my show after Patton Heels during the week, you know I told you this last August, a Senate inquiry here in Brisbane. And before you glaze over Senate inquiry, this is the crux of everything that's going on at the Gabba. Heard from a bloke called Mike Kaiser. You might remember the name. He's a political powerhouse here in Queensland, behind the scenes. He's now the Director General of State Development Infrastructure. Why is that important? Well, he's the man who's pulling the strings and doing all these reviews, his department, to find out exactly, are not reviews, doing the costings of exactly what's happening at Olympic venues. 
The Kaiser Chief, well, he told the Canberra Lynch mob who were coming up to Brisbane to find out what was going on with the Olympics, that the best value for money is knocking down the Gabba and rebuilding it. It's less risky. It's the best bang for buck. That refurb would cost $2.7 billion. Yeah, there's that number again. A refurb, a reno, not knocking it down, just fixing up what there is there already, $2.2 billion. Now, it's a half a billion dollar difference, and that's quite a significant amount. But out of the four options, the cheapest one being 2.2, it wouldn't have the opportunities to integrate into the surrounding community, to create a legacy of benefits. It's just adding on to something that really isn't fit for purpose to start with. Now, this is not the government's opinion. This is according to an independent report by global architecture and design firm Populous. So you've got a half billion dollar discrepancy, which is huge, but the best bang for buck, the best thing that's going to continue the Gabba going forward in the next three or four generations is knocking it down and starting again. That's what we were told in August. Is this review going to find the same thing? Probably. I'll be surprised if it didn't. Whatever it does find, though, are you happy with the umpire's decision? You're going to have to be because that will be the end of story. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Knock it down, start again, Renault, and you don't get as much bang for buck and you'll have problems going forward. What would you choose? If it was your house, your home, what would you do? What have you done? 16 minutes past six. Vanessa Gibson, a very good morning. What's making news this hour? Good morning. Well, we are on Weather Watch in Queensland today and over the weekend because, as we have been hearing this week, there is a potential tropical cyclone. It is expected to develop as early as Sunday in the Coral Sea, um, but the Weather Bureau says there's still a lot of uncertainty about how intense that system could be, where it might track, what might happen. So really the advice is just... Keep up to date with any warnings and uh, and forecasts and just be on alert. Obviously, the north's still cleaning up from tropical cyclone Jasper. But at the same time, we've, there's a large monsoon trough over the northern tropics. There's also a, mo- a trough over southern Queensland. And so that's why we've had a lot of instability this week with some storms, some heavy rain. Uh, so, you know, it just, again, over the weekend, a bit more muggy conditions, possible mm. storms again. Uh, but that is set to last just for a few more days and then we might see the weather just a little bit more settled. But yeah, we're certainly thinking of our friends up north as they brace for potentially another really severe weather system up there. Exactly. Considering what they've already gone through uh, so far this summer. Mm. Um, If it's not raining at the cricket tonight too, I'll be happy. Well, yeah, fingers crossed. Exactly. (laughs) Fingers crossed we can get some game in there. Now, the other thing in the firing line this week is, of course, supermarkets and the prices that we're paying at the register. And we know that the Premier, Stephen Miles, yesterday met with some of the supermarket bosses. He says they were very productive, but he is today announcing an inquiry that the supermarkets have agreed to be part of that will see them publicly grilled about this widening 
widening gap between the cost of groceries and what the farmers are getting mm. paid. So, look, we haven't seen the last of that. Those talks will continue and we just want to really make sure that we are not getting ripped off in our groceries. And, uh, look, just quickly, lastly, you're here, so you obviously didn't win the $100 million no. Powerball last <laughs> night. No one did. Nobody did. So that has is jackpotting to $150 million for next week. So. Would, would, would you turn wow. up? Would, would you would you turn up to work the next day? Um, it's hard to say, isn't it? You like to think you'd just go stuff it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not gonna. I'm gonna walk out. But I don't know. In you, a way, you want to play it cool. You do. You want to keep. Mm. Well, I would anyway. You want to keep under the radar. Yeah. I, I, I feel you just want to be able to you know, yeah. run your own race. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know how you would react. Though, oh do you? no! Exactly. Until you're Who in can those shoes. Imagine. Uh, Vanessa, thank you. We'll catch you on the uh, other side of our chat with Chris Nelson coming up in about ten minutes' time. You can hear every moment of the BBL qualifier tonight between the Heat and the Sixers live from five o'clock SENQ six ninety three AM and on the goal. Goldie as well, 1620, which it's now 620 this Friday morning.